Blessings one and all, and welcome to the Infinite Journey Podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's show, we are going to talk about supernatural expectancy. So there's an interesting topic as we begin to throw off the limits of our conversations in this podcast, but it's really been... I guess you could say, uh, scratching around within my mind and my heart and my soul, that we need to talk about these kind of things because there's so much bad news in the world. There's so much going on that's negative and just worrisome. Our attention as a nation, as a society, as people, as citizens of planet Earth, everybody's attention seems to be on the bad stuff. And I think faith and God and goodness and light are becoming like bywords. I know uh, particularly here in the United States, Religion and God have become uh, almost something that's just completely political to a lot of people now. You know, my side is protected by God. God supports my political stance, my political party. So much has gotten lost in translation. It's, It's very sad to look at. And it's like I said in one of my podcasts a couple weeks ago, when we, when we die and we leave this world, God's not going to open the uh, pearly gates of heaven, you know, based on what your political preference was or what the color of your skin was or how you dressed or how much money you had. Were you of the haves or the have-nots? You know, the Bible says over and over again that God looks at the heart of man. But it is us, mankind, human beings, we look at the outer appearance and we judge according to those things. And Christ said this is not judging rightly. So we have to get out of this surface appearance, judging on these very superficial issues because in the end, they're not going to matter. They're not going to be what, uh, as I said, opens the pearly gates of heaven and say, hey, come on in, it's it's all good. The, those things uh, aren't the ticket. You know, God looks at the heart. It's how we lived our lives. It's how much good we tried to do or did for others. Were we selfish or selfless? Was our faith a badge that we wore to say, look at me, Uh, I'm special, I'm chosen because I belong to the right religion? Or was our faith a verb? In other words, was it something that caused us to take action and live 
a certain way and treat other people a certain way helping others being there for others trying to be a positive influence and light in this world and uh for some folks listening to this podcast uh faith being a verb doesn't mean we're springing into actions you know talking about how evil everybody else is you know and uh trying to persecute them and you know uh, they're going to hell and I'm not sort of thing. No, that's not what we're talking about. You know, faith as a verb always causes us to move in the direction of love. And that is what counts most when one day we leave this material world. But all of that being said, what does it mean to have supernatural expectancy you know i think this is one of the things that has really gotten bulldozed over in our world and in our modern society as the ages pass and a lot of people even people that are uh, religious people of faith don't really have a supernatural expectancy in their lives. And I guess if we could define supernatural expectancy, it would be to say to always be of the belief that all things are possible with God and anything could happen at any moment. And when we say anything, we mean anything from spontaneous healings to angelic visitations to having dreams or visions, supernatural visitations from individuals and heavenly beings like Christ himself or the saints of old. I mean, anything could happen at any moment because God is not limited and he's certainly not limited or hindered by our material world that we live in. We always have this idea that, you know, you hear people say, well, you know, this is the real world. And when we say that and we have that belief, I think we almost rise in our thinking to say, well, matter is greater than spirit. Matter is greater than God. He can't possibly infiltrate this uh, fortress-like realm that we live in. I mean, this is reality. You know, God is the stuff of dreams and he's out there somewhere and you know, in reality, uh, these kind of things don't happen. You know, they're nice fairy tales, or uh, some religious people say, well, these kind of things happened at a certain age, at a certain time to certain people, but, ah, uh, you know, they, they don't happen to us. And I think we need to move past that kind of mentality. We need to realize that 
this material creation wouldn't be here if it weren't for God. He is the divine creator. And all of this would be nothing. None of this would exist if it weren't for him. That's like building a house out of Lego blocks and then saying, well, you know, I can't put any other toys in that Lego house or in that Lego neighborhood because, well, you know, uh, that's Lego reality, and I, I can't, I can't uh, influence or penetrate that. You know, it's kind of a crude um, example, but I, I think it fits. You know, God made the universe. God constructed all of this. God brought all of this into being. And then to think, you know, that he's trapped outside of his own creation somehow uh, is just ignorance on our part. So to have supernatural expectancy, we do have to start to rearrange our thinking to know that all things are possible with God and anything can happen at any time. Now, that doesn't mean, as uh, some people put forth in some Christian sects or, uh, you know, even other religions where they have this notion that we can just kind of snap our fingers and cause these, you know, supernatural uh, manifestations in our lives. It's, it's not up to us. Although when you have that supernatural expectancy, a lot of times you pray, you take the step of faith, and things work out uh, almost miraculously. And sometimes during that process, you see things or you encounter things that you just know was heaven giving you that high sign, that sign, that synchronicity to say, hey, you know what? Uh, we're here. We heard you. You're going to be okay. We're here. But it's not something that we wave a magic wand or go through some kind of elaborate ritual and we make it happen. I mean, these things are up to the will of the divine spirit. But when we have that supernatural expectancy, all things are possible with God, anything could happen at any time, it's surprising sometimes how many things do actually happen. You know, you think about the saints of old, you know, and a lot of people like to, uh, you know, kind of caca on, you know, the Catholic Church, how bad they are, and yes, they have their problems like every Christian denomination, and they, yeah, they've got a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a past that's filled with uh, quite a lot of skeletons and shadows, but we have to understand that uh, the saints, the Catholic saints, these were people that didn't necessarily agree with some of the actions of their mother church. 
And if you really read the lives of some of these saints, the things that happened in their lives, because these, these were people, a lot of them started monasteries and cloisters. I mean, these were people that just wanted to be alone with God and seek God every single day of their lives. And it, these things that happened to them and around them are documented. I mean, there were eyewitnesses that saw some of these things. They had that supernatural expectancy. God can do anything at any time. God is so great. And these people had miracles of healing. They healed other people. They had angelic visitations. They had visitations from Jesus. They had visitations from uh, the Virgin Mary. There are accounts of levitation. Um, I think it's called uh, bi-locality transportation, where they're in one minute, uh, you know, physically, and then the next minute they're transported to a completely different place uh, across town or across the globe. These things are documented. These things happened to real people. And I think the big difference is when you go back to the age of the saints and then even further back than that, the, the days of the apostles, the early Christians, where there's so many writings about miracles and visitations and dreams and prophecies. I think the one big difference, and I've heard a lot of theologians and scholars uh, talk about this kind of thing, that these were a people. They, they weren't like us today. They believed in God, whether it was the ancient Jews, whether it was the, the early Christians. These people, their faith was the most important thing in their lives. Everything revolved around their faith, their religion. And they had a very strong belief in God and a very strong belief that, yes, anything could happen at any moment. God is that big. God is that great. And so throughout the biblical times and up to a certain time in our religious, Christian religious history, you see a lot of people that had these experiences. But then once we reach the age of enlightenment, where man turns to um, separating religion from science and getting more secular, that's when you start to see the decline in these miracles and in these supernatural acts in people's uh, lives. Not that they didn't happen, and not that they don't happen even to this day, but they happen to people that are very dedicated to their faith, very dedicated to their relationship with God. And they're not 
they're not fanatical people. They're not people out there on the street corner with the Bible saying, you heathens, you're going to hell. You know, it's not that kind of thing. These are usually people that you would meet in the produce uh, section of your grocery store, uh, start a conversation, talk about crazy things that are happening in the world, and, you know, you'd walk away from that person going, gee, what a nice man or woman. Just something about them. I, I felt so peaceful in their presence. You know, they're not out there uh, trying to convert people in the grocery store or on the street corner or killing those that don't believe the way they do. No, they're normal people that live quiet lives. But in those quiet lives, they really seek the presence of God in their lives. But they're also the kind of people that when you hear these stories about maybe somebody that had um, a near-fatal car accident, and suddenly, you know, here's this man or this woman that happens to be on the scene and, you know, walks up, oh, you know, can I pray for this person? And, you know, they lean inside the mangled car or they stand over the person and they pray or they just talk to them. And the person recovers and they say, gee, you know, when that man or that woman came to me and they were talking to me and they prayed over me, I felt such peace. And I swear that there was a supernatural light radiating from that person. And I just felt the presence of God. And sometimes these people are mistaken for being angels because they're very kind, they're very peaceful, they're very serene. They're there to legitimately help someone. So these kinds of people still exist, and these kind of supernatural happenings still happen, but they're not as widespread. Because let's face it, most people in the world today were just so caught up in the secular happenings of our world, or even religion. You know, a lot of people go, and instead of seeking the presence and the power and the face of God, they, they continue seeking after their religion. They want to know more about their religion. What does my religion say about this? You know, there's that difference knowing God and knowing religion. The two are not uh, necessarily the same thing. And I think that's why we see the person who seeks the presence of God, very caring, very loving, very serene, very helpful, can even be mistaken for an angel, you know, in a moment where there's tra tragedy and they, they show up on the scene, as opposed to the person seeking religion. And everybody sits back and says, man, what a hypocrite. Man, what a kook. Oh, man, you know, what a fanatic. You know, oh, man, how can that person sit there and talk about God? But then they're, they're so negative and so mean and so hateful. There's a big difference. And I think we need to realize and uh, start to tell the difference 
between those two paths. And when we see something that we believe is seeking God, but it's making us negative and fearful and persecuting others and all that sort of thing, uh, maybe we're going down the wrong path. And it's highly unlikely that we're going to have those supernatural happenings and manifestations in our lives when we're seeking the knowledge, doctrines, and religions of man and his organizations. You know, and I, and I think it's a fine line uh, with this kind of thing. Because we can easily be distracted and pulled into that worldly way of thinking and focusing on what's happening in the news or in politics. Or just let the pressures of life kind of blind us to the presence of God in our lives. And I know this firsthand because when I was younger, before I was exposed to religion, and religion didn't bleach it out of me right away. But when I was younger, I didn't have any exposure to religion. My parents didn't go to church. I just believed in this higher force. I felt it around me. It was always with me. And I believed God could do anything. And I look back in my life and, and so many of the supernatural things that happened, things that I saw, I, I look back at my life in general and I say, wow, even some of the things I accomplished and even where I am today, that wasn't me. I made all the wrong choices. I didn't have the wherewithal to make that happen. I didn't have the resources to make certain things happen. But I always believed that God would take care of me, meet my needs. He always had my back. And he did. And that's not to mention, you know, the, the other things that have happened is, you know, I'm, I'm reading my book, An Angel Came Down. You know, I had an angel visitation. I've had things like very vivid dreams and vivid, uh, visions and premonitions uh, that turned out to be true. Sometimes about world events, sometimes about people I was close to, sometimes as a warning to stay away from a certain person or situation. So there's there's been many, many things that I've been blessed to see. But as I was introduced into religion, and over the years, so many things were kind of indoctrinated or injected into my mind and my belief system. Uh, I started to lose some of that, and it didn't happen as often, and there were some years where it didn't happen at all because I was starting to shut down. I was starting to say, maybe it was just me, maybe it was the devil, maybe, you know, I'm just crazy, 
you know, you go through all these things even though you still believe in God. But once secular thought and uh, man's religion takes root in your thinking and in your heart, you start to get confused about those things. Did I really see that? Did that really happen? And you question it even when there were other people there that witnessed the event with you. You know, you start to make all kind of excuses. It's very easy for this world to talk us out of spiritual things. And it can take a very long time to climb up out of all of that and get back to where we're functioning in that spiritual, supernatural atmosphere and expectation in our lives. And so I think it's important to know that these things have happened in our past. They happen now. But we have to unclutter the mind. Start brushing aside the things of this world and saying, hey, you know what? God is greater than matter. God is greater than this world. God can do anything. You know, you also read, uh, well, I read anyway, a lot of books about angel encounters, near-death experiences, angels in the ER, mysterious strangers that showed up and helped people or gave them a word of encouragement or made them feel peaceful, you know, when their life was being threatened or uh, maybe they were ill or in a serious car accident. Uh, And it even starts to change your perception of death. That even at that moment, anything could happen at any time. You know, I read a lot of those kind of books about angel encounters. I watch a lot of documentaries. I watch things on YouTube about real-life angel encounters and encounters with uh, the supernatural, you know, that are positive and healing and life-affirming. So again, these things still happen all around us, and I... I think and I believe that when we read things like that or listen to things like that, watch documentaries like that, it kind of feeds us spiritually and it starts to give us a greater confidence that this can happen and this can happen to me. And these awesome things happen all the time even to people that are sick and allegedly dying, people that were in uh, critical car accidents, bad situations, scary situations, and suddenly there's this light. And here's this man or this woman or this being of light with great spread-out wings that are just fill the room and beyond. Or there's even Jesus himself just standing in the light and he just smiles at the person. And they know everything's going to be all right. I'm okay no matter what. And then they recover. 
and sometimes they just pass on very peacefully with a smile on their face. So these things are happening to people that are alive and well. They're happening to people in the ER. They're happening to people that the uh, I'm, I'm losing my my word on this. I can't think of it. Uh, people that are in the respite homes, you know, they're dying and they uh, they go to the homes where they're taken care of, or a worker comes into their home and helps the family care for the uh, the sick loved one. You know, all over the place, people are seeing things and hearing things. And when we start exposing ourselves to that, listening to their stories, you know, we we start to get a little bit different idea about this thing called life, a little bit different idea about God and angels and how they can manifest and show themselves to us right here where we are. So I think that's important to expose ourselves to other people's stories. Listen to what happened to them. It encourages us. It builds our faith. It builds our confidence. It starts to give us that sense of supernatural expectancy. Praying, meditating, connecting with God. Once you make that connection, you feel God. You feel the angels all around you. You know that you know that they could just come bursting into your reality at any moment. Anything could happen. Go back and look at the words of Jesus. How many times did he say? Ask, seek, knock. Whatever you ask for will be given. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be opened. How many times did he say if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, nothing would be impossible to you? How many people did Jesus heal? How many angels did he see? How many visions did he have? How many supernatural acts of God were around his life? And people say, well, because he was the son of God. But then he said, the things that I do, you will do also, if you believe. What did Jesus say every time, just about every time he healed someone? Do you believe I am able to do this? Or your faith has made you whole. So how we believe, how we measure things, the amount of faith that we have that all this is possible is very important to our supernatural expectancy and also manifesting the results of that supernatural expectancy. And again, I'm not saying that, you know, there's going to be angels flying through your room 24-7 and, you know, Jesus is going to pop in through the ceiling, you know, <laughs> just any old time. You know, you hear a lot of stories uh, about this kind of thing from 
some religious sects and you know a lot of people make up stories unfortunately because they know it sells books they know it fills seats you know they know it draws people and so the, a lot of these religious charlatans uh, get up there and say oh boy you know i see angels oh you know i took a ride in a chariot of fire during one of my meetings over in you know nowhere africa you know oh it was the greatest most you know you hear these stories and they you know a lot of people do make them up because they know it's a draw people are fascinated with the spiritual people are fascinated with the supernatural people want to experience the supernatural now i'm not talking about ghosts although there are some people ghost hunters that hey you know that's a thrill to find uh, a place that's haunted you know or there's a ghost but i'm talking about the people that want to experience the supernatural by experiencing god experiencing the angels experiencing you know things of the heavenly nature and some folks uh, sadly take advantage of that by telling tall tales and uh, and that's sad because when you find out they're just tall tales or you follow the lead of these religious charlatans and you know you never get a supernatural experience you know it's very easy to lose hope or just say none of this is real Look at all these liars. Look at all these charlatans and scam artists. This stuff isn't real. No, it is real. But like I said, we don't have control over it. We can't snap our fingers and, you know, have heaven just pour into the room we're sitting in. That's all up to God. And sometimes, many times, the things that are supernatural are much more subtle. Like I talked about before, looking at my life path, where I am now, the person I'm married to, the, the home that I live in, there was no way, you know, years ago, it was a nice idea, but there was no way I could like pull any of this off, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had nothing, and not that saying I'm rich now, because I'm certainly not. But just always trusting God will take care of me. He'll lead me where I'm supposed to go. You know, I trust that he will give me, you know, a, a good life, whatever that might consist of. And he did. Far beyond my expectations. You know, here I am, uh, not even really knowing how I got here. You know, so, you know, things of that nature can certainly happen as well. In fact, they happen most of the time. But the awesome thing about having supernatural uh, expectancy is that even when there's nothing happening, or nothing has happened in a very long time, you still feel the presence of heaven all around you. And you have that knowing. All things are possible with God. Anything can happen at any moment. And that takes so much stress and fear and worry and anger out of everyday living. Because then you come to that place that you say, 
whatever happens in this world whatever happens in this life worst case scenario i know god's got my back and i know anything can happen at any time and i just have peace beyond measure so folks i hope you got something positive out of this conversation today i really did uh, enjoy talking about this until next time everyone out there stay safe stay well keep up your supernatural expectations expose yourself to things that will feed your faith and your confidence and help you to know that God is bigger and much more awesome than anything this world can throw at us. Stay safe, everybody. I'll talk to you next time here on The Infinite Journey.